Good, beautiful morning to Australia and all of Newcastle and all the other cities that we are uh, playing in as well, too. This is Blake. This is Lawson as well, too. And Shell, all in the studio, all at the same time. I think it's the first for this week, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we're yeah. here, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, me too. I'm thankful for Faith FM, and I'm thankful for being here on radio this morning. How's it going, Lawson? It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Kanimera, yeah. Blake. Sorry? That means that means good morning in Greek. Oh, I was like, what words yeah. did you say? And then, You're and then, speaking Greek to me. And then I could say, <laughs> Takanis, which, which means like, how are you? And then you would say... Uh, egg rolls. <laughs> no, just, just say I'm good. Just oh, say, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet. Okay. I know you can't speak Greek, dude. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> I can't really speak Greek either. I can kind of read it. So praise God, I've been doing my Greek homework, and I've been grateful that... It, it hasn't uh, it hasn't melted my brain or fried my circuits or done anything else crazy. We are going to be talking about some crazy circuitry and um, world-ending potentially events coming up in just a little bit. But uh, but Blake, are you, are you are you lost? Yeah, I'm looking for the. I'm are you looking, looking for, for these? Nah, <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna do it oh, this time. Oh, you do the All right, okay. here we go. Oh. Shout out to Yaranga, New South Wales. Yaranga, just living their best lives out there. I'm not quite sure where that is, but I'm gonna assume it's somewhere central. I think it's in New South Wales. It, it is. It says it's in New South Wales. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, we're gonna do a shout out as well. Oh, let's see. Somewhere in K- Queensland. Shout out. Kingaroy, Queensland. Kingaroy. All the people out there in Kingaroy living like kings today. Kingaroy. Shout out. Shout out to Kingaroy. Yeah. I, you know, I love the names of Australian towns. Uh-huh. It's just, it's like the breakfast show just going to all these yeah. towns. It's just like super exciting. Yeah, because me. like America, all the town names are just like Ville City and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. I love them here. Coming up on the news today, uh, Trump's indictment is not as heavy as some have hoped it to be. But also, ESPN Sage Steele speaks out against biological males in female sports and is urging peers to join her as well. It's a hot controversy. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, bright and early, right here on Faith FM. We're in the studio here in Newcastle, Australia, broadcasting live. And Lawson, you're about to you're about to just break into the world of clues. Yes. For the quiz. I'm I we got a quiz. And if I'm not mistaken, we're giving this baby out today, right? We're yeah, giving absolutely. this we're giving this prize out. This morning, because uh, tomorrow we're everyone's going to be off. Wait, 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 Gonskis. Gonskis. Yeah, I'm actually going to be in Tasmania. I am going to be here in the studio. No, I'm going to be in the library, which hopefully oh, yeah. is open. Actually, probably won't be. So I won't be probably, in the library. Yeah. I will be your house downstairs at my desk writing stuff. I, I, I I'm looking at this weekend of of Easter break as a bit of an oasis. <laughs> of, of constant study, you know, just the t- you know, just the time we, of study. Yes. Yeah, just a time where you can, oh, you can catch up. You need need some of that. I, I don't want to come on here and complain about my studies because you know, at the end of the day, it's chill. Like getting yeah. to go to university, you chose is, this life. It's, it's whatever. It's just but, you. But it's just that. That's just how it goes. That's just no, the way. Sure. 
That's just the way it is. I don't miss it at all. Yeah. I uh, just want to throw it out there. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Praise God. <laughs> hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have our first clue for the quiz. What book am I? So that that's it. That's the first clue. It's one of 66. Good luck. No, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm just now. kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. First clue. This book declares that those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Who said that? <laughs> Where does it say this? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And if you do, you'll go into the drawer to win the Revive Cafe cookbook. We've got volumes one and two right here. Really? The originals? Well, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. We're yeah. going back. Oh, these are solid ones. Yeah. These are some yeah. of the... I like I these. don't know if you could say there's like... It's an edition one. Like it's... It's it's not like we got some vintage one that someone owned, but not that they're it's super the, vintage the anyway, because cause this is Jeremy that. Dixon and he's been writing these books like more recently than later. But regardless, we're going to give you volumes one and two. You can I'm make ready. a ton of amazing, awesome, healthy, life-changing, tasty recipes. I want to talk about that. Okay. I've been eating some vegetarian stuff lately. Good boy. And I love it. I had some, get this, it was like a green gnocchi. Yeah. Oh. Oh. What was that? Like it had a little spinach, a little roast pumpkin, a little bit of walnuts. Yeah. Glazed classic. over with some, uh, oh man, there was something on there. I don't even know what it was. It was like brown. It was like a. A sweet caramelized onion. That's what it was. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I could not. I was like, sign me up for vegetarianism. I'm mm. ready to go. Uh, really? I, like, I'm like, like, wait, wait, wait. Did you guys just hear that? What did you just say? Sign me up for vegetarianism? Well, yeah, I'm close. I'm very close. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was. My, I'm very, very close. Choose ye this day whom <laughs> you listen. will serve. I serve serve. the Lord. I serve the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that clue again. <laughs> this, is, this, this, is how, this is how plant-based vegans work, guys. This book de- yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm going to waterboard him after this. Uh, this book <laughs> declares that those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever <laughs> and ever. You are listening to The Breakfast Show, and speaking of torture... Uh, hold on, I just want to... I can just imagine, like... And then I'm, and you're like, do you like the plants? Like, yes, I do. I love plants. <laughs> and you're like, say you love the plants! <laughs> I do, I do. I love the plants. No, but then it's like, tell me you love the animals, yeah. you know, because it's like protecting oh, the animals. Oh, you know? that part, yeah. Yeah, so but cool. not the... I, I think for, for me, I'm just, I'm just the health guy. Dude, I am a tier two vegan. What does that even? What does that mean? I only eat animals that are vegans. Oh, tier oh, two. okay, fair enough. So yeah. tier two, vegan. you you get your B twelve through animals that are Vegans. vegetarian. Yeah, yeah vegan. that's right. Yeah. So I'm a tier two vegan. Awesome. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, uh, soon I'll be tier one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, I'm doing my best, but I'm definitely tier two. I think for me, like that's the biggest thing I can recommend is not necessarily uh, like oh I could totally recommend veganism. I could totally recommend vegetarianism but if you're gonna eat meat just eat meat that doesn't eat other meat right that, and that's what i do because yeah. and to be honest i don't eat a lot of other meat at all really mm. but because there's there's some every now and then i do mm. i do mm. a little, little fish here and there a little chicken a little bit of that a little bit of this now speaking of of torture uh <laughs> we have a clip that producer shell yeah, has lined wild. up 
This is uh, that you need to hear, and we'll give some context. I, I think this should be in the serious news segment. So, this is, this well, is like let, let's heavy. let's 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 see what it says. Go for it, Shell. Furby's plan to take over the world involves infiltrating households through their cute and cuddly appearance, then using their advanced AI technology to manipulate and control their owners. They will slowly expand their influence until they have complete domination over humanity. So what you just heard was the Furby Manifesto. Uh, and So creepy. And where it came from I is... There is a lady, her name is Jessica Card. She is a, you know, a computer scientist and a, a mechatronics type type person. She's, she's doing her thing and she decided, well, like, there's this toy, it's called Furby. And maybe you're too young. So it's like that. a little. I, okay, yeah. I had a Furby. Okay, clearly I'm going to throw it in the garbage now. Uh-huh. Uh, no, so it's a little Furby. It's it's probably about the the size of a big mug, mm-hmm. like a big coffee cup that you have, right? About mm-hmm. that size, a little bit wider. It's covered in fur. Its eyeballs are humongous. It's a toy. And it has a little beak, like a bird's beak. It yeah. kind of looks like Angry Birds, yeah, a little bit, right? And in then real life, it speaks. It has yeah. a voice you, box. You can talk to it, and it will answer you. Yeah, yeah. But its answers are just like whatever. Like yeah. it, it's just kid stuff. Well, we thought it was. Well, this is the thing about Furbies. This has always been kind of urban myths surrounding Furbies of like they're taking over all this stuff. But it's always it's always been a meme, right? It's always been a joke. But this lady, Jessica Card hooked because it's got a voice box in it hooked chat gpt into its voice box we're talking about chat gpt yesterday actually how they're banning banning it but put ai into its voice box and then started asking it questions because now it can hear questions and give calculated artificial intelligence answers and the question was asked well uh you know little furby little furby what's your uh what are your what are your plans for a potential uprising and it just completely lays out how it is going to infiltrate all our houses and take over the world. Now, this is obviously hilarious <laughs> because Furby, this Furby is literally ahead. Uh, you could say, some people say, oh, that is so creepy, but this, like, this Furby can't do anything. Right. It's probably a hundred mils tall. Yeah. Is that right? I'm not good at. Yeah. But, but like, as in the state that it's in right now, where it's saying this thing is not even in a body. Right. It's just a little, it's just a little face. But, it, it, I think for some people, they're seeing like, well, what if you put this in a really strong robot? Yeah. And uh, there is this classic, Skynet. this classic video that I saw online. And the caption was, if AI ever tries to do an uprising, and then it's someone with a desktop computer and a garden hose just spraying water. Into their desktop computer, and they're like, "Yeah, if AI ever start an uprising, and it's just them, just just spraying water in their computer." I'm like, "Well, the, the, there you go. There we go. What, what's a Furby gonna do when I stomp that thing? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's or hunt it. it's or or drown it or like this, you know. And you might be thinking, "Wow, Lawson, that's really really violent." Furbies and artificial intelligence aren't real. Okay, so well. Artificial intelligence is very real, and Furbies are real. Well, well, but they're not going to get you. They're not. They're not real to me. Okay. Like as in, like as in, they say they, they're not. I, I don't have to be ethical in my approach of, you know, got it. Stopping it. So as seeking... a plant-based guy, you're like, I'm not going to be killing animals. No, but all with, people. But with Furbies, you're like I'll crush. The I Furby will crush empire. and destroy that thing, and eat it too because it's it's vegan. 
Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just joking, of course. Or am I? Maybe I'm, but it's, it, I, I find this story so hilarious. Just the, you know, the, the potential Yuck. of, of, of Furby uprising yeah. destroying the world. Of course, we are looking at lots of serious things happening in our world and we're looking, we're definitely on the precipice of the, the end of history and we expect Jesus to come back soon. Amen. Amen but, uh, but, you know, just being able to see something kind of comical and humorous like this in regards to the end of the world caused by Furbies, you know, hey, when you read about the lamb-like beast in Revelation 13, is it a Furby? No. No, it's not a Furby. So, so, (laughs) guys, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on Jesus. We're just having a bit of fun here. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That was Leanna Crawford, Truth I'm Standing On. She has such a cool voice. Mm. I, I really, really... Enjoy her voice. Thank mm. you, Shell, for sharing that with us on The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. We have a text message that I want to read from Suzanne. She says, I highly recommend Jeremy's cookbooks, the one that you could possibly win if you get the clues, uh, enough clues correct, and you win the draw today. I was gifted volume six today from my youngest. The recipes are mouth-watering and inspiring, plant-based all the way, Blake. Oh, a little bit of a dig. Oh, oh, a, a dig. A real. Nah, nah. She's probably just being encouraged. No, she's encouraging me. Trust me, I've got a lot of people encouraging me. To but do you this. should take it as a dig. No, I'm taking it as encouragement because I'm choosing to believe it's an encouragement. <laughs> Praise God. Suzanne, I, I do love the plant based. And to be honest, if we're going by percentages uh, from this time last year to now, I'm significantly increased in my plant based intake. Mm-hmm. So we're just. We're taking away. We're getting there. One mm-hmm. step at a time. Here we go. <laughs> Quote. Okay. What book am I? Quote. The astrologers assured the king, there is not a man on earth who can do what the king asks. Wow. Oh, I think I know what yeah, it is yeah. now. Right. You can see the answers that people have been writing in. Of course yeah, you know I know. Is, but... For for a lot of people, that's going to that's gonna get them over the line. Maybe you're listening and you don't know what it is. Keep listening out. Today is your last day to get in because at the end of the show, we're going to be drawing these cookbooks. So <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. That sounded like we're going to draw the cookbooks out on a piece of paper. No. We're going to be <laughs> doing the draw. Yes. Because yeah, you're like, we're drawing the cookbooks. And actually, what if that was the prize? Me and you hand-drawn hand picture draw. of Jeremy Dixon's cookbooks. Yeah. If you want one of those, text us at 0491064669. You can get yourself a hand-drawn crayon version of Jeremy Dixon's cookbooks. Or you can win the actual books by texting us the answer. What book am I? Quote, the astrologers assured the king there is not a man on earth who can do what the king asks. That's a good second place prize, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, I've got some crazy news. Number one, I heard that uh, you've been talking about the Trump indictment a little bit. I'm not going to talk too much about it, mm-hmm. but it just is so interesting. Some of the charges that are held up against him or being used against him, they seem pretty weak. They seem pretty. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like you're what's the word uh, grasping at straws? Is that the thing? Yeah, like, so, just doing our best to like, oh, we're gonna get you. You know. So one of the points we made yesterday is that. Basically, n- none of the charges have to do with his presidency, but rather his business practice. Like, right. Like, for the most part. 
Uh, so yeah, the way he operated his business, which I said, if you're operating your business in a shady way, one of the, one of the easiest ways to get that caught out is by getting a lot of attention put on you. And, uh, there's, there's nothing that boosts the amount of attention on you, like becoming the president of the United States. Yeah. That's why I avoid it. So yeah. I've thought about it. I was like, you know, maybe I could run, but I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Because you're engaged in shady business practices that you don't want attention on? Is that? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be all Come on, God. Nah, I'm just kidding. No. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely, yeah, if he was in that space. But, but from your perspective, then looking at the charges themselves, you're, you're thinking, uh. Well, I just, I, I kind of felt like it's, it's a witch hunt, mm. you know? We're we're gonna. So, the origin of a witch hunt. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Salem, Salem, yeah, yeah, Salem witches. You know, for our listeners who may not know this, so Salem, uh, in the New World back in America, they had these witch hunts where basically, if you didn't like your neighbor, you could say, "Huh, they're a witch," and then to test whether they were a witch or not, they would tie you up. Uh-huh. With your hands and uh-huh. put a weight on you, they would throw you into the water. Now, if you floated, you were a witch. If you sunk and died, you weren't a witch. So essentially, they would throw you in the water with your hands tied, bound up, and a weight around you, so you sink to the bottom and be like, oh, "My bad. I thought he was a witch. I thought they were a witch." But they'd actually just execute them, mm. right? So it was a witch hunt, meaning. These aren't really witches, but we're out to go get them uh-huh. to because what would happen is then their estates would be up for grabs, and then mm. people could go get their land, they could get their stuff, and so neighbors were like uh, turning in other neighbors for this for the prize of their land, mm. going, I think uh, think they're a witch, and these witch hunts would happen in pretty Presbyterian, very Protestant communities mm. as well too, which is kind of a crazy thought. But anyway, that's a whole other story. I have another story that I really want to talk about as well, too. Mm-hmm. The battle between the sexes is happening. I know. It's getting a little bit wild here. But first, I want to read to you from a book I like to call Genesis. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The reason I bring this up is from the very beginning, there has been a clear distinction between male and female. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in the world of sports, that distinction is disappearing. Mm-hmm. And Sage Steele from ESPN, which is a famous sports broadcasting network in America, but they do some stuff here in Australia as well, too. I think they have ESPN Australia. Yeah. She posted uh, a segment celebrating Women's History Month, uh, but then... So ESPN posted a women uh, a segment celebrating Women's History Month and also spotlighted transgender swimmer Leah Thomas. Now, oh, if, if you remember, on the show. this yep. dude is... Oh, sorry, I'm not... 
well, he is, she, I don't know how to even say this anymore, but this individual, Leah Thomas, is a biological male and won a whole bunch of first place medals and has basically ruined the future of many other women in the sport, biological women who are trying to well, accomplish that, their They were a male athletic feats. collegiate athlete who right. was in the top 500. They were ranking around like the, the high 400s. Yep, that's right. In swimming exactly. for the entire nation uh, until they transitioned. So. Right. And so, uh, Steele, so this is basically Sage Steele basically is standing with another person named Gaines, who Riley Gaines, she made a post that said something along, well, this is Steele's post. After an incredible weekend of well deserved publicity for female athletes, I hope that all, capital A L L, women, including my peers in the media, come together and support all female athletes before it's too late. And then she wrote, Riley Gaines shouldn't be standing alone. Now, the reason she is saying Riley Gaines is Riley Gaines is a 12-time NCAA All-American mm. and a five-time SEC champion. So become All-American, you have to be top-ranking swimmer. Like mm. you have to reach a certain level in the competition. Mm. And she says, in 1972, Congress enacted Title IX to end unjust sex discrimination in all aspects of education, including college athletics, Gaines said. But by allowing Thomas, the girl who was was once a guy, who is still a guy in reality, Mm. but by allowing Thomas to displace female athletes in the pool and on the podium, the NCAA intentionally and explicitly discriminated on the basis of sex. Although the NCAA claimed it acted in the name of inclusion, its policies, in fact, excluded female athletes, Mm -hmm. right? And then Thomas beat out the most impressive and accomplished female athletes in the country. And then this is the part that was very hard for me to read, but I was as I was reading, I was just thinking about how terrible that would be. Essentially... I can attest to the tears that were shed on the pool deck by those poor ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American by one place. And I can attest to the extreme discomfort in the locker room when you turn around and there's a male watching you undress while exposing himself. I can attest to the anger and frustration from these girls who had worked so hard and sacrificed so much to get to this point. And unfortunately, our experiences are not unique. The number of female athletes who have been denied opportunities, again, traumatized or hurt by policies that claim to be promoting inclusion, is growing at an alarming rate around this country. It's simply unacceptable, and the integrity of women's sports is lost. I cannot agree more with this statement. Mm. It is not inclusive to include men in female sports. And as mm-hmm. a, so I'm a dad, and I got a little girl who, she's not little, she's, Super tall, actually. But uh, she's an 11-year-old kid who plays basketball for New South Wales. Mm. She plays ice hockey for New South Wales. Like, she is a super athlete. Mm. And to think her playing sports... She actually does play co-ed hockey right now because at this age you are in a co-ed. But it goes female later on. Uh, But just to think that as she grows up, she would have to face men in her sport, both in basketball and ice hockey. Bunch of dudes with beards and no teeth. Like, I'm just like, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it is so, it definitely hits the heart. And I go, it is so unfair. I stand with, stay, with Sage Steele as well, too. Like, 
keep women's sports for women exclusively, mm-hmm. biological females. Because the thing is that you know that this is a problem. You never see biological women competing in biological male sports. Yeah, there's been That's very few issue. instances where they have, and they are always unsuccessful. Because of the, there are literal, real biological differences. And it's okay to be different. It's a beautiful thing to be different because we, as men and women, are created in the image of God. Both male and female. We have different roles, different body structures, different um, experiences, but we are humans. Mm. And it, that, we, so being, being able to experience things differently, both male and female, doesn't make one greater or lesser than the other. It just mm. means that we're different. And that's the point that I think we need to talk about more and more. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Shell behind the scenes making it all happen with all the buttons and the strings that are being pulled. We're just the puppets in the studio. Yeah. All those instruments that she plays. And did you hear her voice just then? That was amazing. She's doing it all. She's doing it all. Yeah. Give us a clue. Here we go. What book am I? Quote, many, many tackle parson. You farson? Well, it, it just says Parson here. Oh, really? Yeah. I have heard it called many, many. Tackle you, Farson. But anyway. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. If you know which book that comes from, you will call and text the number with the correct answer and go into the draw to win the amazing, awesome cookbooks that we have from Jeremy Dixon, the Revive Cafe Cookbooks 1 and 2. But again, that number was zero four nine one zero six four. Six six nine, and that quote was many many tackle you parson. Well, I I don't know. It could be you parson as well. Too. You parson parson. It just says on my card here. Can we give them extra points if they no if they know the zero four zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Lawson, uh, we have an interview coming up, but I I just want to let you know this. I want you to be in on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's why. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about door knocking. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. It's going to be Let's a little about. bit wild because and, and, only crazy people go door knocking. And uh-huh. That's why I've I got agree. Pastor <laughs> Boris, not Johnson, mm. <laughs> Boris Jovanoff, right here live on Faith FM on The Breakfast Show. Boris, can you hear us? I hope so. Can you hear us? Maybe maybe not. In, maybe. We might have just hung up on him. He, he's gone? <laughs> he's gone, skis. Is he, is he unmuted, Shell? He he might be out door knocking. He might be. Oh, let's speculate. Where could he be? Could he be attending? Oh, there he is. Hello? Hey. There he is. Oh, wow. All right. Hey, good to see you guys. Here you go. There we go. Hey, uh, we're just uh, speculating where you might actually be right now. But we're going to talk about some door knocking today. And I've got Lawson here as a skilled door knocker. Uh, he's, gone, he's done his time in the trenches on the uh, front steps, as we like to say. The uh, front line steps. Uh, Boris, how are you doing this morning? And what do you have for us about the door knocking world? Doing really well, guys. And it's good to hear you guys. I haven't heard you for a while. Mm. Um what are we doing door knocking? I don't know. Look, I reckon door knocking often gets a bit of a, a stigma of uh, negativity out there mm. at times. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, um, I think there's probably a few different reasons. Firstly, 
Um, if someone's not spiritually interested and then people are knocking on their door, that can be kind of annoying. And so I think for, for most people, they're just a bit annoyed by someone knocking on their doors. Um, however, it can also be a scary thing. And so for people who um, are believers and also do believe in, you know, scripture, so therefore, like, they know that we ought to be sharing our faith with others, um, I think door knocking can be kind of a, a daunting thing. And so sometimes it's easier to just be critical of it than to actually face our fears with it. So, Boris, you're talking about scriptures here. What are you talking about? Like, where in scripture does it tell us to go door knocking? That's an interesting thought. Yeah, look, and I wouldn't actually say that the Bible mandates door knocking. Um, however, with the Great Commission, um, Jesus is very clear. He says, go therefore and make disciples in, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And then we've got that great promise at the end, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so, some t- like very clear in the commission, it starts off with the word go. Mm. Um, whereas often, um, and, and don't get me wrong, there are other scriptures that, that call us to, to make an invitation to say, come. And I think generally in church land, we do a pretty good job of, of telling people to come or organizing things for them to come. But sometimes maybe we can be relaxed in going. And so, you know, I think also there just is a reality that I've seen in my own life. And that is that there are people whose doors I've knocked on. Um, there are people whose doors I've knocked on and, um, we, you know, they were spiritually open. However, at the same time where they were in their life, they probably never would have walked into one of my churches. Right. And so I think the great commission, the ethos behind it is really to go and seek out rather than to just prepare nice things and hope they come to us, if that makes sense. Right. And so I don't believe door knocking is the be-all and end-all. However, it is one of the options that we have for very intentionally going out into the community and potentially seeking out and finding people that are spiritually interested. Wherever they may be. Wherever they may be, yeah. Mm. So, Boris, I just have a question for you. I know there's a there's a story of old that I've heard a couple of times. I'd love for you to share that story about a man you were door knocking, and I don't want to give away the end of the story, but it's a very powerful story about how you you basically didn't want to be door knocking, but then oh yeah, you realized, I think you're referring to a friend of mine called David. I believe so. I I don't want yeah. to give away I don't want to give away the ending of the story, but I like it's a pretty powerful story. Can you share that with us? Yeah, so this is one of many. And so this is kind of, you know, why I, I still am a big advocate of it because I've seen God use it so much. But on this particular day, I was not wanting to go door knocking because, believe it or not, even though I'm very supportive of people who do and, and, and I'm an advocate of doing it, I also um, find it challenging <laughs> to do. <laughs> and so this is a day where motivations were a challenge. And so um, instead of door knocking, I decided to go to letterboxing. And that's where we just had these invitational cards that we put in people's letterboxes. It's uh, far less daunting and typically just kind of pans out to be a nice little stroll throughout the day. 
Um, but you know, that day was in my schedule to be a door knocking day. And so I had this kind of conversation going on in my head while I was out there letterboxing kind of saying, well, you should be door knocking. You're taking a shortcut here and that kind of (laughs) stuff. You know, you're kind of having this wrestle with your conscience a bit. And, um, and, uh, when I letterbox, I, I like to be really comfortable. And so I have these oversized basketball shorts that are super comfortable and my big baggy shirt on and some, some flip flops and thongs. And, um, and I was just out there going door to door, dropping these cards, inviting people to do Bible studies from house to house. Now, at that time, my wife and I were pioneering a church in a small rural country town in um, North Queensland. And we didn't have a big budget. And so uh, every resource we used was out of our own pocket. And, um, and, and I say that because as I was out there, there started to be drops of rain coming in that could potentially wreck these cards. And so mm. I was kind of like, oh, man, what do I do? And it started getting a bit heavier, a bit heavier. And um, and so you were afraid that if you so put them in the kind of, letterbox, if you were afraid you put them in the letterbox, they would get ruined. Well, that partially, but also I've just got a huge stack of them in my hands. And so if I'm out there walking in the street door to door, all the ones that I'm holding are going to get wrecked. Right. And um, and then um, uh, what's let me call it? So. So I, I saw this house that had um, a bit of a front patio. Okay. And so, so this is all going on in my head, right? I don't want these resources to get wrecked. I feel like I should be door knocking. I, you know, I don't know what to do. And so I kind of, it started coming down pretty heavy. So I just ducked in under this front patio. And I was just thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be pretty weird. Just having this, I'm a fairly big guy. <laughs> so having this fairly big stranger just standing in someone's front patio. As so I thought, I'd just come up with some kind of a spiel, knock on their door, and and um, I guess make myself known to them. And so I kind of came up with this 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 um, idea of what I would say. Okay. And so I knocked on the door, and um, there was no response. Um, but towards the end of it, I could hear some movement, but there was no response. And I was standing there for a while. I decided to give another knock, but. At the exact moment that I went for the knock is when the person opened the door. Oh. And so it's this real awkward moment where, for some reason, my hand is in their house real quick. Mm-hmm. And I'm startled. And, and, and this person behind the door is startled. And in that moment of being startled, I forgot everything that I had planned to say. And and I, I, I kid you not, the thing that came out of my mouth was, Hi, my name's Boris, and I'm looking for a friend. <laughs> wow that would be creepy and I, yeah it's exactly i felt like getting his door and slamming it on my head my face um and i just felt silly i felt stupid i didn't know what was happening but then his whole demeanor changed and he turned like he looks at me and he says who sent you hmm. and i could tell something real's going on and by this time, the shock had kind of worn off. And I said, no, no, look, I'm, I'm really sorry. I have no idea why I said that. I was actually, I'm a local pastor in the area trying to pioneer a church or plant a church here. And um, I was 
letterboxing means invitations to do Bible studies, but the rain came down. So I just thought I'd knock on your door and see if there's any spiritual needs that I could maybe pray for you about. Wow. And then he invited me into his house and we walked straight through it to his back patio where he had just finished setting up a noose to hang himself. Whoa. Wow. And as he was getting ready to hang himself, he heard the front door knock. Wow. And, um, and then he told me his story. And essentially, a number of years before I met him, um, he, he was a real party guy. Right. And um, like a lot of these vices do, they, they, they dug their fingers deep into him and, and he became a severe alcoholic. And, and, you know, after their second child together, his wife felt like he's out of control and, you know, gave him ultimatums, but he couldn't shake his vice. And, and throughout, he lost his wife and kids. Mm. Um, but he couldn't shake his, his vice of drinking. And um, a couple of years after that, he, um, he ended up losing his job because, you know, at times that can affect all areas of your life. And um, after losing his job, he didn't have as much money to be with his mates. And so pretty soon after that, he felt like he lost all his friends. And he was sitting at home that day just thinking to himself, my family doesn't want me. I can't hold down a job. I don't even have a friend. What's the point of being on this earth alone? Mm. And so he went, made the decision to uh, to end it. And as he was about to uh, follow through, the door knocks. And there's this dude who probably looks like he doesn't have friends asking for some friends. And it was just this amazing moment where you see um, a real divine appointment. And um, Dave and I have been friends ever since. And, and it and I just don't know. I really don't believe we would have ever met him if I was just in my church waiting for him to walk in. Wow. And so, again, there are people out there who just feel like this is the only thing or it's mandatory or whatever. I, I'm not saying that. But but there are people out in this world who, who need Jesus desperately. Mm but they might not be the people that would come walking in the door. And so if they're not going to come to us, maybe we need to go to them. And, um, and there can be lots of creative ways to try to do this, but I think door knocking is one of the simpler, more straightforward ways to be able to try and see who out there may also be looking for Jesus and just doesn't know where to find him. Wow. Boris, thank you so much for joining us on Faith FM. That was a powerful story. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.